know, but, but that's here nor there. Again, my name is Prodigal. And your pastor, Pastor Chris, he, he worked hard preparing a message to talk to you guys. He worked very hard. I've seen all the notes, but you know what? I don't care about those notes that he had because nobody can tell my story like me. Too often, people try to tell our story, but we need to learn our own story and tell it for ourselves. And, and I looked out as I was watching from afar, watching everything that was happening today during camp, watching you guys, the way you acted, the way you behaved, and my heart just broke. And so I had to take Pastor Chris's place because he would have messed it up trying to tell you about me. He wanted to tell you what a raggedy, ratchet, messed up child that I was. He wanted to tell you how I made all kinds of mistakes. He wanted, he wanted to beat me up. But being a young man, I'm tired of being beat up. I, I'm tired of being talked about like I'm some type of dog. Like I made my share of mistakes. And I came here today because I look out and I see you guys. And I see myself. And I don't want you guys to make the mistake that I made. But if you really want to read my story for yourself, you can find my story in the book of Luke, the 15th chapter. It's there. And if you read from verses 11 on down to the end, you will find my story. And I, I encourage you to read my story. But I want to come here and tell you my story for myself. Most people, when they talk about me, the reason I'm called prodigal is because I'm labeled the prodigal son. Prodigal simply means the lost and wasteful son. But, but, but I don't feel like I was lost and I was wasteful. See, see my story takes place at a time where I was living in my father's house. I had everything in my father's house. Everything that I wanted to do, I had it. My father is what y'all okay would say he was balling out of control. He had more money than Floyd Mayweather and Bill Gates combined. My father was rich, my father was wealthy, my father had everything in his house and I had access to it as a young man. And one day, I decided that I didn't want to live in my father's house anymore. So, what did I do? I went to my father and I said, Daddy, I want everything that belongs to me. Give me my half of the estate and I want it right now. And my dad, he pleaded with me. He said, son, you don't, you don't want this. I said, how you gonna tell me what I want? I know what I want. I know what I need. I know what I deserve, and I know it belongs to me. The first reason I get mad at preachers is because they say that I'm lost, that I'm wasteful, and I'm selfish, but if you look at my story, I only asked for what was mine. I said, Father, give me my half of the estate. Give me what belongs to me, and even though my daddy didn't want to give it to me, and my mom tried to talk him out of it, my daddy gave me what was mine. He gave me 
all the riches that I had coming to me. He gave me everything that I wanted, and guess what? I was balling and shot caught. My daddy said, son, here's everything that belongs to you. Here it is. Now, what are you going to do with it, son? I said, well, daddy, now that you gave me all my stuff, I think I'm grown now. So I'm about to bust a move and get up out of here. I'm about to leave. I don't need to be here anymore because I got what I want. I got my stuff. I got what belongs to me. And I don't want to be here anymore. I'm tired of your rules, daddy. I'm tired of following your orders. I'm tired of walking around doing everything that you say. Go to school. Do this and do that. I'm tired of it. I just want to be grown and go. And so as I come here today to talk to y'all, I want y'all to learn lessons from my life. And the first thing that I want y'all to learn from me is that leaving your father's house too soon can be dangerous. I left my daddy's house. My mama pleaded. She said, son, please don't go. You, you, you're too young to be out there in these streets. You don't know what's out there. And I said, mama, I got this. And I can see the pain in my daddy's eyes. Can you imagine the pain that was in my father's eyes as he's watching his youngest son take everything and want to go out into a world? What my daddy knew that I didn't is that the world is a much more difficult place than I thought it would be. Even though I had everything, I didn't have the wisdom that I needed. But I went out anyway. Because, hey, I thought part of being grown was being gone. Sometimes, I know, I can see it in your eyes, that sometimes you think doing what you want to do makes you grown. But guess what? If you're not ready for it, you'll go through what I went through. So here's what happened. I, I took all my stuff. And I went out into the world. If you read my story, it says I went into a far country. Here's why. I wanted to get the furthest away from my daddy as I possibly could. I wanted to show my daddy that I got this. I wanted to show him that I can live my life the way I want to live it. I can do what I want. Here it is. And I took all the money that I had. And I had party after party. I had all the friends in the world. All my friends was around. You talk about had it, I had it. I had mansion parties. Y'all call them cars, we call them camels. I had every camel you could possibly want. I had two humps and three hump camels. I had it. It was going on. My friends, they wanted camels, I gave it to them. If my friends wanted a house, I bought it for them. If my friends wanted the best food to eat, I gave it to them. Because I had it like that. And guess what y'all, life was good. Life was good, life was real good for me. Life was grand, I had all the friends that money could buy. I had all the friends, the, the, the money, the good things, the flashy things, everything that what I know you guys think is great, I had it. Yeah. I had it. I had it, women, I had them all. My boys, I had them, I had security, watching all my stuff, but I learned something that eventually 
your money will run out. And that's what happened because I wasn't wise with what my daddy had given me. I ran out of money. Because if you read my story, a famine hit the land. And a famine is simply this. Nobody had anything, including me. Including me. I, I didn't have anything. Now, and guess what? If you can learn anything from me, the second thing I want you to learn from me tonight, I think y'all call yourselves Impact 412. If, if y'all can learn anything from me tonight, the second thing I want you to learn is that fake friends will walk away from you when you run out of stuff to give them. I learned that the hard way because when the money ran out, so did they. When I couldn't buy them everything that they wanted, they was gone. And I know some of you, like I did, I thought giving and having and looking good and wearing nice clothes and, and nice shoes and having the best would give me all the friends. But when that ran out, so did my friends. So did my friends. My, my, my friends, we didn't have cell phones, but if I could have called them, guess what? They wouldn't have answered because I realized they was just using me for what I had. They weren't there for me for who I was. Be careful of people who use you for what you have and aren't there for you for who you are. I, I, I tried to be somebody else to please them. But when I finally didn't have anything and I was just me, they was gone. I looked around at this generation and I see a whole bunch of people who try to be everything but themselves. Especially young people. We try to be the next this and the next that and we want to be the next whoever it is. And guess what? If I can encourage you with one thing, I would say be yourself because everybody else is taken. I would say be yourself. And if people don't like you for who you are, let them go. I had to learn the hard way. Y'all not hear me? I learned the hard way. I was down to nothing. And it was just me. And I was sitting there thinking, what, 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 what should I do? What, what, what should I do? I, I don't got no money. I don't got no friends now because nobody likes me for who I am. Because I was too busy fronting trying to be somebody else. I, I, maybe, maybe I should go back to my daddy's house. Maybe, maybe, maybe. No, I can't go back to my daddy's house. What do I look like going back to my daddy's house? Just so he can laugh at me? Like I told you so? Don't y'all hate when parents tell us we told you so? Every time we make a mistake, our parents, I told you so. You shouldn't have did what you did. I, so I couldn't go back to my daddy's house. No, no, no. I had too much pride for that. So you know what I did? I started looking for somebody to give me a job. And, and, and I found a job, y'all. I, I wasn't too proud to beg. Some of us, especially young people, we get too proud to ask for help, but not me. No. I had so much pride, instead of going back to my daddy's house, I went and found a job. 
It wasn't the best of jobs, though. Nah. Nah, I, I found myself hired out to a farmer in the land. And, and he gave me one job. He said, Mr. Prodigal, I got a job for you. He said, it's the dirtiest job here. He said, and you probably shouldn't even be doing it because it deals with pigs. But he said, I want you to feed the pigs. I found myself the son of a king who had it all. Friends, fame, wealth, everything. I now find myself feeding pigs. Feeding the pigs. It, it frustrates me thinking about it that I had to feed some pigs. I had, to, I had to feed the pigs. And every day I felt those pigs. Every day I fed them. I cried. Because I knew I was better than that. I, I knew that I deserved more than to be feeding the pigs. I shouldn't even have been hanging around with the pigs. I was so hungry, y'all, because watch this. This farmer didn't even pay me good enough where I could eat. And I got real hungry one day. And I found myself getting ready to eat what the pigs eat. I, I was that hungry. I don't know if you know what pigs eat, but pigs eat slop. Pigs eat slop. Slop is basically everything that's left over that we would throw in the trash. They put it in a bucket, all the scraps, and they give that to the pigs. And they put a little water on it to make it stretch. And I found myself getting ready to eat with the pigs. And the slop bucket was in front of me. And I'm hungry. And I'm down. And I'm looking. And I'm thinking about my life. I said, where did I go wrong? What did I do so bad? What, how, how did I mess up that, 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 that I'm about to deserve better than them. I, my daddy's house. I know at my daddy's house they eat real good. They got all kinds of food. I, I can't eat this. I, I don't want to eat slop. I, I can't eat slop. <laughs> Even my father's servants were eating better than me. If I can teach you another thing about my life. Don't wait till you hit rock bottom to figure it out. Don't let it take hitting rock bottom to figure out, to come to your senses. Because if you read my story, it says, just as I was getting ready to eat the slop that the pigs ate, I thought about my father's house, and I thought about what they had going on, and I said to myself, why am I here when they're there? But it took me getting to rock bottom at a young age. History says if my story was to be true, I'd have been around 14 to 15 years old. And I hit rock bottom. 
Don't think because you're young that you can't hit rock bottom. It can happen. It can happen. I see some of your leaders out here, and I bet they can tell you stories of when they hit rock bottom before they came to their senses. I, I hit rock bottom, but if I can spare you hitting rock bottom, I would tell you. Don't get to that point. It's embarrassing to be at that point. And so you know what I did? I, I wiped my tears. I'm smelling like boo-boo. I got pig slop all over my body. And I'm looking horrible. But I said to myself, I'm going back to my daddy's house. And I was a long way away from my daddy's house. And so it gave me some time to think. And so as I'm making my way to my daddy's house, you know how we do. We, we start to get our story straight. And so I'm going and I'm walking and I'm saying to myself, you know, you know when you tell your parents a small white line and you get caught and you got to figure out your story? You start saying, hey, if, girl, if, if mama, we was at the mall. We was at the mall. We was not where we, I was getting my story straight. Because I know, like y'all know, y'all got to get y'all story straight when you got to swallow your pride and go back home and deal with your mothers and fathers. And so I was getting my story straight. And as I'm walking, I'm saying to myself, okay, when I get to my daddy, what am I going to tell my daddy? What am I going to tell my daddy? I'm, I know I messed up. I know he's mad at me. I know my daddy is upset. My daddy probably don't even like me no more. My daddy probably don't even want me in the house no more. He told me not to leave in the first place. I got to hear this. I told you so, but I'm cool with that. I'm straight with that. As long as I can get something to eat, that's all I care. What am I going to say to my daddy? And so I said to myself, this is what I'll say. Daddy, I'm... <laughs> I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just make me as one of your hired servants just so I can eat daddy. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I messed up so bad. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Please just make me out as one of your hired servants. I know I messed up, but please just make me a servant. Because I got so low that I didn't think that my daddy would accept me back. So I just wanted to be accepted as a servant. And I was walking. And as I'm walking... I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, how is this going to turn out for me? And as I was walking, my daddy seen me coming. But what, what, what blew my mind is not that my daddy seen me coming, but he was expecting me to come back. My, my daddy who I upset, my daddy who I let down, my daddy who I disrespected, my daddy who told me not to do it in the first place, wasn't upset at all. He had a smile on his face as I was coming, and I smelt like who knows what. And as I started running towards my father, my father started running towards me, y'all. My father started running towards me, and he didn't care what I looked like. He didn't care what I did. He didn't care what I smelled like. All he wanted to do was love me. And my daddy wrapped his arms around me, and he began to smother me with kisses with my dirty, nasty, disrespectful self. My daddy just said, son, I love you. And while my son, while my father was saying he loved me, all I could say was, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I'm not. And my daddy said, shut up, son. I don't care about what you did. I don't care how long you've been gone. 
All I care about is that you came back home. And then he started telling people, he said, quick, go get the best looking robe. Quick, go get a fat cab. Quick, because we are about to have a celebration because my son who was lost has come home. Yes. If, if I could tell you one more thing to learn from my life, and this is probably the most important thing, is that it's never too late to come back to the father's house. It's never too late. The whole time I was gone, my daddy told me, son, I was looking for you. Can I tell you guys that you guys, and this is the part that I like about Pastor Chris's sermon because I studied it and read it. This is the only part that I liked in his message because he was telling my story, but he did get this one part right. This is the part that he got right. He was going to tell you guys that no matter how messed up you are, right. no matter how disrespectful you've been, no matter how far you've strayed away, no matter how long you've been out of church, no matter how many parties you've had, no matter how many lies you've told, no matter what you've done, he says you have a heavenly father yes. that says you can come home. Amen. And I want to tell you tonight, before I leave and bring Pastor Chris back, I want to tell you, that it's not too late to come home. Your heavenly father wants to smother you with kisses and have a celebration for you. I wanted to tell you in my own words, learn from me, don't leave home too soon. Be careful of your friends because your friends will leave you if you have to be somebody different to please them or you can't give them what they want. Don't let it take hitting rock bottom to get you to make up your mind and do the right thing. And last but not least, you can always come home to the Father. And so if we could close every eye here today and bow our heads, I want to tell you something. Your pastor, Pastor Chris, I know his story. I know his story. Many of you know his story. Even to get to Minnesota and to be in the church, the father's house, he ran away. He wasn't going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you. Your pastor, Pastor Chris, is not perfect. He made his fair share of mistakes. Even when he passed the church, he still made mistakes. And he decided to walk away from everything that his father gave him. And he went to a far country. He went to a far country. And the whole time, he felt the need to come back to his father's house. But your pastor was wise because he didn't wait too long to start seeking the father. But he was so far away, he didn't know if he would ever make it back to being in the Father's house. But lo and behold, he had everything at one point in time and he lost it all. Your pastor, Pastor Chris, he, he lost two children. He lost a wife. He lost two homes, three cars. He lost it all.
and he had nothing. He went to a far country and he ran out of money. He didn't have any friends, but yet he started making his way back to the father's house. And now, many of you know his story. When he got back in the presence of his father, his father has restored everything. And his daddy told him, he said, son, I love you. No matter what you've done, no matter what you did, quick, launch a company. Quick, get in ministry. Quick, do all these things. And everything that he gave up, God gave back to him because he came back to the father's house. Today, I know y'all young, but I'm young too. You have an opportunity to come back to the Father's house. And so if you've never accepted Christ, that gets you access to the Father's house. And so if you've never accepted Jesus, and something that I said has impacted you, Impact 412, I want you to just say this prayer with me as all heads are bowed and all eyes are closed. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Thank you for coming down and dying for me. Because you died, I have access to the Father's house. Come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I still want every, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you've done that for the first time, or you've done it for the third or fourth time, but you actually mean it today because you heard my story, I want you to raise your hand. I really want you to raise your hand tonight. I want you to raise your hand. If you have not been taking church seriously like you should, and you've been playing games, but you're ready to be serious about being in the Father's house. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. If that's you, I've seen three hands, I've seen four hands, I see five hands. If you would please, those five hands, if you would just come to the front, we just want to celebrate you. We just want to celebrate you. And I see some tears, it's okay. So if you raise your hand, please come up to the front. We, we just want to pray with you. We want you to come. And it's okay. I see some people crying. It's okay. That's what God will do. That's what God will do. Come on, I've seen two more. I've seen two more. These weren't the only two. I've seen two more. I've seen two more. If that was you, come. It's okay. You can come. You can come. It's okay. Jay, you can come. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Talk. Is that your first time accepting Christ? What made you come up today and raise your hand? I'm going to give you the mic. I want y'all to hear this. I want y'all to hear this. Because this is not a laughing matter. This is serious. Yeah. Yeah. What made you raise your hand? The story. The story. What was it about that story? That impacted you. Uh, not hitting where I'm from. 
not hitting rock bottom. Melanie, what about you? Was that your first time accepting Christ? Yes? No? What made you come? She wants to take it serious. Can we give them a round of applause? I don't know what your 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 pastor, Pastor Lana, has to say. I'm going to go get your pastor, Pastor Chris. He, I tied him up in the back, and he said he had a photo op that he had to do. But I, I wanted to tell y'all my story because so many people tell my story. And let me let you in on a little bitty secret. I'll let you in on a little bitty secret. My story is what's known as a parable. It's really a fictional story to get across a spiritual truth. And the story, most pastors and preachers get it wrong because they talk about me. But I'm an English major. Way back then, I was an English major. I wanted to know all the layout of the land. And when Jesus told the story, the story started off like this. There was a father. That means that the entire story was never about me. It was always about the father. So many people tell my story, but they never talk about the father whose story really was about. So as you guys get ready to have a bonfire and do all your stuff, Always remember that it was always about the Father. It was never about me. I thank you guys for your time and welcoming to this culture. I don't know if I should dab or anything like that. I don't know. How do I dab? You got you got that's how they do it. That's how they do it. I just use my hand. You just use his hand. I just want a hand. I'm going to get your pastor now. Thank you guys again for your time. My name is Prodigal. Thank you so much.
you know. Dang, he wow. just threw my, he threw my iPad, my notes, my message. Well, well yeah, on? but what, what's going on, man? Like, I can't believe that. He just gonna throw my, I don't even know what I missed. Okay, good, all right, well. But he told me, don't say anything about the message because he said he done it already. You know, all right. Okay, good. Well, okay, so students, put all of your, put all of your Bible and your notes and your drinks on the floor. On the floor. Yep, on the floor. Can I come up here on the platform? Come up here, right here, right here, right here. Hey, at least look good. Everybody up here, we're going to take about 10 minutes.